Okay, yes. This story is about chess. But not just any chess game. One of the most famous ever. Deep Blue and Garry Kasparov, the world's chess champion in the IBM supercomputer. It's 1997. World chess champion Garry Kasparov versus Deep Blue, a computer designed by IBM. And for people who wanted to believe that the human brain was still stronger than computers, this was a huge deal. Says international chess master Maurice Ashley, the future of humanity is on the line. Now the weather. Now Kasparov has never lost a match, ever. He was destroying all the grandmasters at the age of 22. He's even beaten Deep Blue once before, so he's going into this rematch totally confident. And true enough. Bam! Kasparov wins game one, easy. But then game two is where everything starts to go wrong. In this match, Deep Blue is dominating. Kasparov is visibly frustrated. He's rubbing his face, sighing, and then abruptly, Kasparov just walks off the stage. He quits, forfeits the game. The night after the game, his fans analyzed the match and figured something out. Something Kasparov, an undefeated grandmaster, should have seen. If he had not stormed off the stage and just played his normal game, he could have tied Deep Blue. For a draw, the match now stands at one game apiece. Now the match was best of five games, with Kasparov eventually losing. The whole thing, but the turning point was when he forfeited that match. So since 1997, people have always speculated: what happened in game two? Did he quit because the computer was really so much smarter than he was? Then recently, this book by Nate Silver came out called *The Signal and the Noise*. In it, Murray Campbell, one of the engineers who created Deep Blue and who was at the match, comes out and says. That he thinks he knows what really happened, and he says it starts in the first game, the game Kasparov won. Near the end of game one, Kasparov had reached a very strong position. It was clearly to any chess expert in the audience that Deep Blue was going to lose in the long run. But here's where it gets interesting. At the end of the game, Deep Blue did something weird. It committed suicide. Deep Blue was calculating a particular move that it could make that would prolong the game as long as possible, and then at the last second, it switched to a completely different move and, and played it. Rook to D1. And this particular move was really bad, and and so it caused us to give up the game right away. This really bad move confused Kasparov. Murray says he heard Kasparov's team stayed up that night. Trying to analyze the logic behind that move, what it meant. Only thing was, there was no logic. The more obvious explanation is that there was a bug. Uh oh. A glitch. The kind of plot twist only a nerd could love. Due to a bug in the program, unfortunately, it had played a random move. But Kasparov didn't know that, and Murray guesses that. Kasparov was so caught up thinking the machine knew something that he didn't that he lost it, and the whole rest of the match was a landslide. My theory is that Kasparov 
might have seen the drawing opportunity, but didn't because he was overestimating Deep Blue's capability and assuming that it was incapable of making a mistake that would allow a draw. Deep Blue was very strong, but it wasn't that strong. And I don't know if this is true or not. I think we'll never know unless um, Kasparov says himself, but you probably won't get to talk to him because he doesn't like to talk about this subject. Yeah, Kasparov spent a lot of time suggesting that IBM cheated, and he hasn't really talked about the game for many years. Until now. You have to understand he's a little frustrated talking about this stuff over and over again sometimes. That's Mick Greencard. He's been Kasparov's aide, publicist, and confidant for 14 years. And he's here to speak on Kasparov's behalf. He's authorized me to, to, to talk with you about it. I talked with Gary about it. It being the glitch. And what he said to me, he said, it's ridiculous. That move had no impact on his subsequent play. and It had no impact on him. That's it. Move on. So that's all really I can, uh, that I can go with is the, the horse's mouth. So maybe Murray is wrong about the glitch. But, Mig says, he's not wrong about Kasparov having a sort of mental breakdown. It just happened a little later. Mig told me that Kasparov was used to playing with computers. He thought he had them all figured out. Kasparov had certain traps that he would set lures for computers, and computers would always fall for them. So in game two, Kasparov set his trap and waited. He had this assumption that, well, of course, being a computer, it's probably going to play this, this, and this, and this. But it didn't. It didn't take the bait. I see what you're up to. It plays something else. Something good. Something that not only is not the predicted computer move, but a very, very strong move. So you're saying that this is the moment where basically he was psyched out. Right. It was just very, I think, a very confusing, very disorienting experience. You have to then sit down at the board not really knowing what you're facing. Can I still try to trick it? Does it still play like a computer? Does it make mistakes at all? So it was psychologically damaging to Gary in that he realized this was a whole new animal. And then after that really awesome move, Deep Blue actually makes another bad move. Uh, I guess I'll play this. This bad move is the one that allows Kasparov to tie. But Kasparov is too convinced he's going to lose to see the fault. Like, well, no way the computer would allow that. That can't be there. Whereas against a human, you think, why not? Maybe he made a mistake in his calculations. I'll give it a shot. But against the computer, you get the, be- the computer gets the benefit of the doubt. How could something play like God then play like an idiot in the same game? In a way, that's like a total machine mistake, though, right? Because since, since the machine doesn't have a specific style or personality, like each different move that it makes could be brilliant and idiotic. Sure, sure. Because, of course, when he resigned, he, he didn't know any of this, which of itself was demoralizing and humiliating. So essentially, what Mig's saying is that Deep Blue wasn't necessarily as smart as we all thought. Deep Blue didn't have this magnificent triumph over Kasparov, It was more that Kasparov forced himself to fail. It actually turned out to be a bit of a a red herring as far as artificial intelligence goes. It turned out that it didn't have to emulate human thought to beat the world champion. It didn't even have to play great chess, but mostly it revealed that humans aren't perfect. Humans make mistakes. They certainly, it turned out to be less complicated than we'd hoped. (laughs) Deep Blue could calculate 200 million possible moves per second. But it was Kasparov 
who was overthinking it. Thanks so much to Megan Murray for helping us out on that piece. And of course, you got to check out the almighty Nate Silver's book, The Signal and the Noise. And yes, that piece was produced by Stephanie Fu. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.